Hello, 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 everybody. I don't know whether you can see me because I am doing this live from a different uh, device than normal. So I'm not getting any feedback as to whether anyone can see me or not. If you can't, I am sorry. Hopefully you can hear me. And if you can hear me, then we're doing great. Uh, the podcast, of course, doesn't doesn't need sound. I mean, doesn't need uh, the video. So hopefully you can hear me. Let's get this started. Okay, so welcome to the podcast today. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the seven habits of a successful caregiver. So seven habits of a successful caregiver. And uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because it can either be successful or effective. The reason I'm bringing this up is because there are so many times that uh, as a caregiver, I just didn't have things together. Not that I have everything together now, but have it so much more together than I did when I first started. And here are seven things I wish someone had told me or share with me about caregiving um, that I would have created and made into habits. Here is number one. As a successful caregiver, the first habit you need to develop is implementing self-care every day. I know I harp on that, but that is the lifesaver right there. When you implement self-care every day, you have a self-care plan that covers all of you, your mental health, your physical health, and your emotional health, and your spiritual health, you're in a great spot. You're in a great place. And you have to do it daily. Sometimes I have to do it two and three times a day because the day is so stressful for a caregiver. So that's habit number one. Habit no- So you need to do this. Like I said, it's a habit. And the way you make it a habit, right? 66 days, 90 days, continue to do the routine, get a self-care routine, uh, check out some of the products that I have that actually explains how to uh, create a self-care routine that you can stick with. The second habit is they learn how to be a, an advocate for their loved one. This is key because let me tell you something. I've had to take my mom. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you an example of being an advocate and where one of the places that it matters. Uh, My mom has been in the hospital several times and she can't explain what's going on with her and uh, check on different things that the doctors are saying or the nurses. And listen, there are some great doctors and great nurses, but just like in every profession, uh, there are those that are not so great. And I have just seen uh, where when I've taken my mom to the hospital, I've seen them make mistakes and then try to cover it up, you know? So I have to check things ahead of time and be an advocate for my loved one. And that is just so important. So that's the second habit that you must develop, being a, a advocate for your loved one, because that's going to make them happier, safer, and, and healthier it's going to do the same thing for you. The next thing is number, the habit number three is they study their loved ones so they can anticipate their needs. Kind of ties into being an advocate. 
but you know, depending on uh, your loved one's ability to communicate exactly what's going on with them or willingness, sometimes they're able to communicate but not willing to communicate, you're going to need to develop this skill of reading them, figuring out what's really going on with them so that you can help them to succeed and help them to uh, do better, help them when they get when they seem to be going down the wrong road emotionally physically mentally and be able to get them back on track because you understand what their needs are uh, and you, you anticipated them you're able to know when to take them to the doctor when to call the nurse and things like that so that is a very important habit to have and to develop as a caregiver here's the fourth one a successful caregiver keeps a written record of the medical happenings in their loved one's life. Listen, we don't all do this perfectly. I, I'm definitely not perfect at, at this, but I find it so important for me to actually keep a written record. Uh, write down all the things. You know, first of all, you write down the medications. Write down the, the main things that have to do with them. But write down what's happening to them day to day. Uh, you may want to write down the meals that they're eating because when if they get sickly, the doctor's going to ask you that. Uh, write down how much they've been sleeping, how often they sleep. If they take naps during the day, write that down along with the date that it happened. Uh, keep track. Listen, and, and I, can, I can be um, real with you guys. Keep track of their bowel movements because that's something that is also very important when you go to the doctor. Of course, keep track of their medications when they're taking them. Uh, so keep track of things like that. Keep track of their mood, right? Or their, their, their attitude. What I mean by that is if they're depressed a lot or if they're um, you know, sad a lot, you wanna keep track of that and, and try to see if there's a cause and effect. Is there something that causes them to be like that? And, you know, what triggers them? Habit number five. This is a good one. It has to do also with caregiving, but it's learning to live the let go life. You cannot hold on to everything. You cannot control everything. So I've made it a habit to live the let go life. It's not laissez faire. I don't mean it like that. I just mean you can't respond and you can't react to everything. You have to learn how to respond and respond in a from a coming from a place of thinking and then emotion because if you allow yourself you can uh, be triggered by so many things it, it will negatively affect your health and you're trying to control things and make things go exactly like you want them to go not a good way to live as a caregiver because there's so many things that are outside of our control as caregivers Number six, knows how to forgive themselves and others and practices this daily. Now, here's why this is important. If you're a caregiver, and I assume many of you are, you are probably going to find that many of your friends disappear. Um, they may not call you as often. They may not check in on you as you think that they should. Uh, people that should help you, they probably won't help you at the level that you think that they should help you. You can't hold this against them. A lot of times they don't know what to do. 
and, and they don't know how to how to respond or, or speak to you. So it is important if that is the case to learn how to forgive because we all know that forgiveness is for you, not for the person that you're forgiving. So if you learn how to do that, it will improve your life greatly and keep you from from falling into various types of sicknesses. Number seven, this is the last one, consistently ask for help and works to develop a care team. So we talked about like your friends and your friends and sometimes your family may pull away. What you, I encourage you to do, develop a habit of creating uh, more and more people around you that you specifically ask for help and you have to be very uh, specific with the help that you need and tie it into the kind of people that they are. Because if they are not good at one thing, they may be good at something else. So don't try to make someone uh, sit with your loved one if they're not good with that. Uh, but maybe they can go grab groceries for you. So find what they're good at and then bring them into your care team. Having a care team is so important for a caregiver. And... Again, you can find different roles for different people so that it works for all involved. So that's all I have for you today, guys. Thank you for listening. I hope that this is going to be helpful to someone. Have a great and outstanding day.